Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Good Life Podcast with Mike Safosnick. Coming to you live from Jack Dempsey's Bar around the corner from the Empire State Building. You can find my show anytime on the iTunes Network or any other podcast app by searching Mike Sappho. Sitting down here today. This is like an online dating because we talked for a long time on online. Now we're meeting. Four-time Parade All-American, New York City legend, and your name resonates with New York basketball, New York City Hall of Famer, number two overall pick in the 1991 NBA draft, and the star of a new documentary named Mr. Chibs. Mr. Kenny Anderson, welcome to the show, finally. Mike, man. Finally, man. And uh, thank you, man, for the hookup, too. Well, how, well, my how family, was... Empire State Building. It was awesome. I ain't been back since... Uh, I think elementary school, I had the class trip. You know, I'm from New York, so you do the, you know the class trip. But uh, no, my family had a great time, so thank you for um, taking care of me on that. I'm going to hook you up with some other stuff, don't worry. All right, my man. Now, we're going to get right to the serious stuff, your Dallas Cowboys. How yeah. scared are you about my New York Giants beating you guys again? I'm very scared, but I already knew going into it, Giants always play us tough. The you know, they the beat Eagles us. play us tough. But the yeah. game, you know, it was a competitive game. It was 7-10 and 21-22. But, you know, um, I was glad the, the little birdies over there in Philly beat the Giants. And they now we won, the, we, we, won, we won the division and we got home field advantage. So I, I've been a Dallas Cowboy fan since 81, Danny White mm-hmm. uh, days. Because my mother bought me home a Danny White jersey for Models okay. for one of my presents. And I never jumped ship. I, I just always was. And so it's, I get it from all my friends being from New York. How can I be a Dallas <laughs> Cowboy fan? But. I'm just I'm, I was with the bad days too. I ain't never jumped ship, you know, when we drafted Troy Aikman, we was one in sixteen and all that. So I've been down. You rolled the wave and listen, the wave's good now. Yeah, Elliot you, and Dax, yeah. you got you listen, you guys have a long special road ahead of you. Yeah, hopefully. And I wasn't even expecting this year. No, so who I was? Just, nobody so, was. So 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 this is a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I really wasn't. So I, I don't want to jinx us or, or or think that I'm not a, a, a great fan, but hey man, we made the playoffs. If we do if we if we win a game in the playoffs, so be it. I wasn't expecting this. So you know, this is great. Our future looks bright. Now, before we talk about the documentary and basketball, coming out of high school, you were the number one player, coming out yeah. of high school, number two. You know right now, number one, number two player in the country, you'd be going to Kentucky playing for Coach Cal. Uh, most likely. Maybe. No. You know what? I would do something different. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it different. That's how I did it different uh, when I was coming out. Uh-huh. You know, I had North Carolina, who was the big And everyone thought you were going there. Duke, Syracuse. But I wanted to be my own guy. I wanted to, you know, leave my own legacy somewhere. I wanted to build a program. And I built a program, you know, not built it, but I was special with that, you know, that era of Georgia Tech basketball. And, um, I, you know, it worked for me. It was special because after that, then Travis Best and then Marbury. So you had New York guys that went down there. And you kind of yeah, set that I, I, I recruited all those guys. <laughs> you know, Steph Ma- I remember on the phone with Travis talking to uh, – uh, uh, Stephon Marbury, Jarrett Jack, I talked to. I remember him. He went to Worcester uh, High School uh, Academy, Worcester Academy in mm-hmm. Boston. I talked to him. So, you know, I felt good. I was a recruiter. I was playing and working. And what always bothers me, St. John's finally just yeah. did it with Mullen. You have New York legends here. Yeah. Why are you not all these kids, like just say Carl Towns, Kid Gilchrist, mm-hmm. all these New Jersey kids, how are they not staying home? That's where guys like you, Mullen, mm-hmm. the New York guy. I, 
it's tough. You know, you've been here all your life. Um, for me, I needed a break. Mm-hmm. I need to get out. You know what I mean? I want to take some pressure off my mother. Certain kids uh, staying in the in the in the in the city and staying where they grew up is not good. Uh-huh. You know, all uh, I thought, you know, Felipe Lopez many years ago. You know, great player from Rice High School. Okay, he's, great, he's, like, he's on here all the time. He's on. He's great. I love him. But I thought him getting out of New York would have been the best for him, and going to Duke mm-hmm. would have been awesome for him. But you know, with injuries, things set him back. But he's a great man, great yeah, guy. He's on here all the time. Yeah, I mean, tell him I said hello. Yeah, it's my guy. All the time. I actually want to come here do a little yeah, New York. Yeah, thing that would have been awesome. Him, you, Kareem Rush. I want to get all the New York yeah. City guys. All right, let's talk about the documentary because <clears throat> you've been promoting it for a while. Yeah. And the one good thing, a lot of these sport documentaries, they're so watered down. It's like, yeah. hey, oh look, he played high school basketball. He played college. Here's the yeah. NBA. <laughs> Yours. You're getting beyond good reviews, number yeah, one. And you, you. you know that. Like, thank you see you. Yeah. the five stars. The trail is really deep. It's yeah, a deep trail. You. The music. What motivated you to do the documentary? Well, you know, uh, it was a phase, I guess. Four or five years ago, everybody was doing their documentary. And guys was coming up to me like, you know, you Kenny Anderson from New York. Man, you got a story to tell. Um, but at first, I didn't really want to do it because, you know, when you do those things, you got to be real honest and open and you know, help someone and, and, and pay it forward. And uh, my mother passed away in 2005, and I just kept hearing her, like, you know, start, you know, basketball is fine, but get another legacy. Help help others. Tell your story to, to, to help someone. And um, and then my wife, you know, when I was thinking about doing it, she said the same thing, like, you you know, you got to be honest, you know, and you got to tell the truth. And um, I just did it, and uh, it, was for, it was therapeutic for me also doing the documentary um, it, it was just awesome. Jill Campbell, we met, and me and her vision of the doc and my story was the same. So we worked um, great together. Then, you know, Barry uh, Greenstein, BMG Brokers, they invested a lot of money into it, and I, I just loved those. Our team was great, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the whole thing, four or five years of shadowing me. Um, but it was awesome, man, and uh, I'm glad we got – Great reviews, I think, because it's just not—it's not a basketball reel. Uh-huh. Don't look for basketball no, highlights. Yeah. You got some in there mm-hmm. from my high school days, college, and pro, but it's more of my story, my life story, what's going on with me now. I always—I want to talk about the documentary more. I'll tell you why I love the social media and what you do yeah. right about it. We were just talking about it on Twitter. You have—you have these guys who—they're fake on Twitter. It's all every day. It's, they're at the club. They're showing sneakers. <laughs> You have you hanging out with Antonio Tarver, yeah. and then you in the car driving the kids to school. It's like, and it humanizes you, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah, like you're always like, I'm in the Uber. Like, yeah, your kids I, probably hate it, right? That every yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like real with it. You know what I mean? I'm not that you know um, superstar I was many years ago, and I'm, a, I'm trying to become a better family man, a better husband, a uh, better friend. Um, I just keep it real, man, 110%. I, I, I don't know no other way. You know what I mean? I, I think a lot of the social media, is, it's, a, it's a gift and a curse. Well, that, you course. use it you use it, uh, you use it. right, you're good. But you can use it bad and, and get into so many different altercations with media. Or you can piss off the wrong dude and you can get hurt. You know what I mean? Some people out here living, living a carefree, dangerous life. Was it fun? I know it said therapeutic. Was it fun doing the documentary? Oh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of love. Uh, a lot of people respected me. A lot of people helped out. But a lot of people that I have in the documentary is only people that was substance in my life. I, I could have had a bunch of stars and athletes, yeah. but that's not my story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, it, it was a lot of fun. And uh, now it's even going to be it's more fun when you see it on the screen and you watch other people's reaction at the festivals when mm-hmm. they watch it. And... Um, now the festivals and people seeing it and going around talking about it, it's, just, it's, it's great. You, you said one thing in the trail that was pretty cool. It's like 
that the village raised you. Yeah. But what did that mean? Because that was pretty cool. Like people, you na- when I said this earlier, your name resonates with yeah. New York basketball. Um, it better. <laughs> I'm not on a top no, ten list for no reason. No, but like even yeah, when we just no. talk. Uh, New York basketball, your name always comes up, and then you have the village. You said the village raised you. Yeah, so Queen, left right. Left, yeah. yeah, of course. You know, they, they say it, and in, 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 it's, a, it's a cliche, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, left right, my community, left right city raised me, man. It was a lot of guys doing wrong out there, but they protected me, you know, from me doing wrong, from me going down the wrong path. And um, I respect them. Was that because I asked Felipe the same thing? Because he grew up in a rough, rough yeah, part of the Bronx. Yeah. Was it. Because you were such a good basketball player, that they took care of you, that they protected you, they wanted you to make it. Is that what it was? Or they oh, just, definitely. Yeah, I had potential. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a talent. I had potential. They wanted me to uh, to 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 not go down the same path that they went down. And I think nowadays in in the, in, the, in the inner cities, we don't have a lot of mentors and a lot of guys doing that for mm-hmm. these young kids. They taking advantage of them and exploiting them. So it's, it's tough. And you didn't feel you were ever exploited exploited growing up, right? No, I, I wasn't. Um, you know, I had a good support. My Vincent Smith, my mentor, Jack Curran, Pierre Turner. Those guys wasn't going to let it happen. Jack Curran would never let anything happen to you. You were his nah, buddy. Yeah, that was my guy, man. Sixth grade, you were in Sports Illustrated. Oh, no, you were on the cover of something here in yeah, sixth grade. A bunch of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, you were on everything. Let me ask you this. YouTube wasn't big. ESPN wasn't 24-7. Who'd you model your game after? Because it's easy now. You're like, oh, I'm going to shoot now. Like Steph, 20. Yeah, you didn't model my game? I didn't model it. I think I modded my game after all the great point guards before me. I always got to give a shout out. Rest in peace, Pearl Washington, Kenny Smith, Rod Strickland, Boo Harvey, Kenny Patterson, Kenny Hutchison. Uh, I took a little bit of their games and put them in mine. But those guys was before me, and I understand the history of New York. Uh, basketball and uh, Boo Harvey, you know, from Queens, from Jackson. I, I wanted to uh, uh, have a little bit of their game and my game and um, nothing but respect and love for those guys before me. In the documentary, The Trail, I didn't see it yet, when yeah. Tiny Archibald said, oh, he was better than me. That's yeah. like, that gives you chills. This yeah. is this is Tiny saying that, was that just like surreal when, he, when they when they say that? Oh, definitely. You know, com- you know being in the same uh, breath of Tiny Archibald, one of the greats from New York, um, was awesome. That's the guy I really respect, and and um, I've I've talked to him, you know, since you know he's been retired, and him being from the Bronx, he's a real guy, real person. Tell you how how it is and and what's the real, and uh, he supported me with my documentary, and um, I got nothing but love for him. Now, right now, I'm, I made a few notes. I'm far from rich. I'm probably the furthest yeah. person from rich. Yeah. You're 19 years old. Yeah. You grew up in Left Rock City. You snap your fingers. You're the number two pick overall in the draft. The youngest player in the NBA. You, you were the youngest. Yeah, at that time. The youngest player in the NBA. You're a millionaire. Yeah. The world. Is, how do you possibly cope with it? Well, I, I, you don't know. You know, you you look for your found. I always say your foundation, mm-hmm. your home front. And I come from a dysfunctional home. You know, uh, alcoholics, drug addicts. Uh, nobody really have the understanding of yeah. investing and and and, and 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 down the road and, and handling your money the right way. My mother did the best she can with the little she had. She did an awesome job. Me and my mom was very close. But you know, when you come into that much money, you're just thinking about. I, I know I was thinking about just taking care of my mother. You know what I mean? Getting her out of the struggle. And I did that. So you know, I, I my my mission was accomplished. You know, everything else that came with that was a bonus. You know, I just wanted my mother to have a free uh, 20 years, a carefree life, and she did, you know, rest in peace. That's, you know? all, that's all you cared about. Yeah, that's, that's all. That was all was on my mind. So, you know, there's a lot of athletes and a lot of people got different feelings towards their mother, but mine was a little different. Yeah, my mom can walk on water, so I feel yeah, with that. Yeah, The state of the NBA now, you like the state of the NBA right now? It's great business. 
It's a, it's a billion dollar business. Um, I'm a fan of the NBA. Would never disrespect a game that gave me so much love and opened so much doors for me. It's times it's changed, generations change, attitudes change. Money is big, and when when money is involved, it's a lot of politics. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that go wrong. It's a lot of young kids with a lot of money and haven't been raised a certain way so you you expect them to make mistakes along the way and do some of the things they've done and mm-hmm. and that's just life but um all in all it's just a great uh it's a great business minds man doing great things the nba is huge one person kenny anderson would pay to watch go play i like uh steph curry do you uh, like I, his game? I, I, don't, li- I don't like his game. I like his game. Okay. Um, LeBron James is my favorite player. I really okay. respect him. I love his game. But Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, a lot of those. No, 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 no Russell Westbrook. Love I would it. pay to see him play because he's nonstop, 100 miles an hour. You know, he goes hard after it regardless. And um, you know, but the, but the league got some great stars. Kyrie Irving is awesome. I like how he handled the ball and how he finished at the basket. What does 46, 48-year-old Kenny Anderson say to 16-year-old Kenny Anderson? Uh, do it, man. Do the same <laughs> shit and yes. learn. That's yeah. something. No, really, do that's it. something that's to do love. It. You know what I mean? You, I, I couldn't. All I could say is people use that and say, I, I, was, I would tell myself do it this, over yeah. again, I would. No, you wouldn't. You, I had to become. I had to be that person to become this person I am today. So it's just life, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I love the mistakes I, I, I made. I love the mistakes I made. I try to tell my kids and people I deal with them. As long as you don't jeopardize your life mm-hmm. making those mistakes, it's like okay. in jail. Or yeah, you, you it's okay. It's life lessons, yeah. and that's what I've learned. That's what I did. I did nothing crazy, nothing to jeopardize my life or put me in jail. So I had to li- listen, man. 16, 11, to what? Twelve years old to be coming from a dysfunctional family, dyslexia. I, I had a form of dyslexia, uh, been abused mentally, physically. And I'm 46 years old. At this point, man, I'm a blessing, man. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I could, be a, I could be crazy right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could be a psychopath. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, man, I, I come from, I can't, man, I'm blessed. Now, listen, you're here with your family. I'm only going to keep you on a couple more minutes. Yeah. You guys have a lot of sightseeing to do. If you don't want to talk about it, this is nothing crazy. I'm obsessed with traveling. It's really the biggest part of my life. I travel. I yeah, just that's awesome. Thailand, all over South America, Iceland, everywhere. So I just went to Japan. And I yeah. went to South Korea. I went to the yeah. DMZ. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about the politics part because I no, can care less about I, politics. I you went to North Korea. Yeah. And the truth, and people get mad at me. Right. I want to go there. You want to yeah, you should. People don't go there. Piers Morgan, they were assholes about yeah. it to you. Did you... Did you enjoy your trip? Forget about the well, politics. I, I like talking about it yeah, because nobody's done it. That's why I want to go. The history, man. Nobody I mean, goes to North Korea. Nobody go to go there. North Korea, man. But first, I was a little shy and like, oh, I don't talk about that tab. Nah, man, I went over there. They took care of us. Yes. First of all, I got paid, number one. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, I, I met this crazy psychopath. Kim jo- yeah, no one Kim does that. Jo- I didn't really know at the time. I was a little naive at the whole trip. Didn't they lie to you? Didn't they say it's, you're going like, to... No, I thought kids. we was going... I Man, I'm mm. so... You know, I'm not a politician. I'm not into the government. Mm. I really... I really didn't even know that about his, you know, his uh, his faults, his mm-hmm. flaws and all that, and <clears> about uh, being a dictatorship and all that and how he's... Like ran slavery over there, yeah. Killing people. I really... That's when I got scared. Yeah. When I knew... When I was over there, when they took the pa- my passport and all that, we couldn't get back. So it was it was, it was crazy. So I'm like, I didn't. I boycotted a few interviews. You know, them guys did it. I stayed in the back. But I was also thinking about not playing. 
but that was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Sitting out there on it's the a, back of the end of that bitch, it's a being bad Kenny time to Anderson. Stand. What's wrong with this guy, number seven? He's not going to play? Or we keeping him over here? I was like, yo, I'm playing. <laughs> No, serious though. I was gonna, but you, when, we, we was took, not gonna play. But we could not do that because mm-hmm. you, you don't know of what's gonna happen. You can. So you know, man, everything they took care of us. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, uh, they had us a five star hotel over there. They, they, we had the whole floor had nice furniture in there. They had the nice TVs, but everything was in China. I didn't even know we couldn't use the TVs, <laughs> but it was nice looking at them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, man, everything was good. I just thank God we got out of there safe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we dealt with the backlash. But, you know, after retiring, I'm an ambassador just like you. I love mm-hmm. traveling over the world, talking about basketball, talking about uh, NBA and my life stories and what, how basketball opened doors for me and my experiences. So that's all I went over there to do. We, we practiced with their teams. We put them through see, drills. Cool. See, I we talked awesome. to them, you know, a little bit. They didn't talk. They yeah. can't talk. No, no. They talk a few words. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to talk. So that's another weird thing. They say a few words, everything is watched, and mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. But I had a good, t- I had a good time. But when people started freaking over over here, and we started understanding it a little bit, it was kind of on the dangerous side. But the thing that bothered me always with that is that you guys didn't go there and be like, "Hey, North Korea is the greatest country." You went there because, like, I want to go there. I, you know, you, Americans can go there. You have to go to China. You can go there. They're gonna take care of you. They're not gonna do anything. Don't go there and disrespect. No, 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 no. Bottom line, we don't want people to disrespect yeah, our country. Yeah. So don't. Di- and people gave you like shit about going yeah. there. You didn't promote like North Korea is good. So did you get mad like the back? Like stop with the back. Like, nah, no, nah, I understand our country, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a um, Zen type of person with that. You know, I've been through so much in my life. I try. To, I'm trying to grow to love everybody, even when they do wrong and say negative things about me. I'm just trying to love people, man. And people, like I said earlier, people um, is not raised like me. You don't know what they're going through in their lives. They're just bitter because of certain things that's going on with them. So they're just angry and there's hatred, you know, about certain people doing good in their lives or doing stuff that they can't mm-hmm. do. They're going to talk <clears throat> about you. So I'm just going moving. My movement is to just try to love people even when they don't love themselves and they don't love me. I, I got to give it to everybody. Like, hey, man. I appreciate you, you know, just keep doing you. And I try to stay in my lane, you know what I mean, and not worry about somebody else's lane and just try to take care of my family, and that's it. All right, I'm going to wrap it up in a second, but I know Sean and I know Simba want to ask you two quick questions. Is that cool? Simba, you want to come over and ask him? Yes. All right, you can stop recording him, Simba. Simba gets excited when, uh, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no doubt, man. Thank you. you It all worked out. Yeah, man, it's good. All right, Simba, we're going to have dead air. Come on, Simba, get on. This is Simba. Simba, sit down next. Um, What's up, man? I lived in Atlanta for four oh, years. Oh, no doubt. Lived in Atlanta for four years. I know your yellow jackets. <laughs> I wanted to just get a little bit about what your experience was going from like New York down to Atlanta. Now Atlanta is different today than it was yeah. when you were in Atlanta. Yeah, but it was uh, um, exactly eighty-nine to ninety-one. I was in Atlanta, and it was a small town. It reminded me of the uh, downtown Atlanta and everything, and. The, town self remind me of a little New Yorker so I was like blessed man and um, they treated me so good down there and um, that's my second home you know I have family that live down there it's my second home I, I grew up my adulthood basically was in Atlanta okay. um, so um, it's nothing but love down there I came from New York down there you know they they love northerners they love New Yorkers and um, 
Southern Hospitality. My mother had told me. My mother made, not made me, but she wanted me to go to Georgia Tech. So that was one of the reasons I went. But um, Coach Crimmins, the whole Georgia Tech family was awesome to me. The, the school is very prestigious, very difficult school education-wise. You had to do your schoolwork or you get kicked out. So it was, it, was, it was trying times for me there academically, but I got through it being that I went to Malloy High School, one of, you know, one of yeah. the greatest schools in the world. My high school and in you Queens. You were at Georgia Tech the yeah. time when Tech was like yeah. at their height on both basketball and yeah. football. How yeah. was that? We won the national. Happen? We won the national championship in 1990. We shared it football wise, and then we went to the Final Four. So the campus and all that was up. It was a, it was a riot, man. It was hoopla over. There. It was nuts over there on campus, man. The whole the whole sports uh, uh, the whole sports teams was loving it, man, and. Um, Atlanta was a hot, hot Atlanta. That's when they started calling it a hot Atlanta. When I was there, it was a small town that nobody knew about. Wow. And then it just grew. Then we got the Olympics in like 96, 97. It went nuts, man. But that's a place that will always be near, um, in my heart. And, um, you know, I miss it, but, you know, I had to move on. I totally understand. Well, the reason I asked that question is because I used to be a recruiter okay. for a company based on Georgia Tech. Okay. So I know a lot of kids who went to Georgia Tech. Yeah, awesome. And they would have loved me to, like, give you a yeah, shout-out yeah. and how much they love you down there in Atlanta. Hell, hell of an engineer. Yes. I don't know the whole song. <laughs> but, you know, my the fight song, wrecks. but I'm a rambling wreck <laughs> from Georgia wrecks. Tech, a hell of an engineer. Nice. I don't know all that. the rest. <laughs> all right, can we, I'm going to sit down. Five quick questions. See if we can end with this. You still got game? Can you still play basketball? Yeah, right I can now? play basketball, but at a very slow pace. <laughs> you old now, right? Since I'm not in shape. <laughs> okay, I asked this last time to you. Yeah. Right now, we're hanging out. Mm -hmm. If you want to impress people out at a bar, you're gonna take your phone out. Who's the coolest person in your phone that you can text that'll text you back? Who's the coolest guy you know in the phone? That if you're like, hey, what? What's up, bro? And they'll write right back to you. Besides me. <laughs> oh, Mike Bivens. New Edition, yeah. Bell Biv DeVoe, Mike Bivens from New Edition. That's my dude, man. He was running answer. around and he was running around and um in, in Atlanta with me. You know when the Bell Biv DeVoe album came out, that's, that's when we used to come answer. to the pick me up and hang out. That was all. Two teammates I want to ask you about. Obviously, no contract. Isaiah Ryder, yeah, and Rasheed Wallace. Because oh. Isaiah Ryder, I've been like kind of stalking to try to get him on. But Isaiah Ryder, Rasheed Wallace, good guys, oh, great good guys, teammates. great teammates. They got they all. Everybody got flaws, but you know when we both got to, well, all three of us got to Portland. Everybody was trying to change, you know, for the better. Yeah. You know, we was leaving situations, and they did it. They did a great job. And then you know whatever happened, you know, down the road with different teams, that's on them. But they was great teammates. Rasheed Wallace is probably one of the most talented players I've ever seen in my ever. And yeah. If you, I hate to say this because listen, I don't know if you know that I didn't play in the NBA. I don't yeah. know. I thought you you think I did. Um, Rashid Wallace, I hate when people would say, "Oh, he's not as good as he wants. He doesn't want it." He he was he was awesome. He was incredible. And Isaiah Ryder was such a talent. Yeah. I loved Isaiah Ryder. Both of those guys, was, was, uh, basketball IQ is high. Uh, Isaiah uh, Ryder won the dunk contest between uh, the legs. Between the legs, legs was yes. crazy up Minnesota yep. and '94. Uh, <laughs> um, Rashid Wallace is champion. Um, man, they, they had great careers, man. You know, everybody expectations are all high for some people, but you know, they did a great, they did a great job. One player that you thought was going to be great that didn't make it, like it wasn't as great as you thought they were for one reason or another. One play, person maybe growing up, you're like, this kid is going to be a star. He's going to be special, and for one one reason or another, he didn't turn out to be. Lloyd Daniels is a good friend of mine, Sweepy. Yeah, of course, the best ever that didn't make. Really? He made it. He made it. 
He played with the Lakers and the Spurs for, I don't know, a year, two, three years. He had the drug problems. Mm-hmm. He had his own problems. But that's my guy, man, Lloyd Daniels. He went – he Sweetie, went in my era. He went my era. He went to Andrew Jackson. I went to Malloy. So we came up. I went to Catholic school. He went to public school. But um, like I always tell him, I did everything right. And he did on the, off the court, I did everything right. And he did everything wrong. So it, it's just a matter of making the right choices. I made the right choice. He did. But he's still around in New Jersey helping kids. Mm-hmm. He's just an awesome dude. He was an awesome. I mean, flat out. He was probably better than me. Really? He probably was better than me because he was 6'10" doing everything I was doing. You know what I mean? Are you so, in contact with him or anything? Or no? I, every, time, every now and then I um, awesome. he calls me, let me know he's doing all right. But he's just a great player. I got utmost respect for him. And um, just hope he's, as long as he's living, he's doing well. That's awesome. All right, we're going to finish with this. You're at ups and downs in your road, yeah. in your life, which everyone has. Yeah. You're talking about the now, which makes it better. Right now, Kenny Anderson at peace in his life? Yeah, I'm, I'm right now I'm just taking one day at a time. I always like to say I'm okay. I'm just tired of people always saying, why don't you say, hey, you good? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> Excuse me. You ain't, you, ain't, you ain't great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I always use I'm okay, man, and I'm just taking one day at a time, and I'm just trying to figure this thing out along the way. It's, it's tough out here in the world. Like I say, my slogan to Mr. Chibs is, you know, basketball is easy, life is hard. And that's in any aspect of your life you're dealing with. And um, that's all. I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm trying. I'm okay right now. I'm taking one day at a time. And here we go. This is the Kentucky alumni New York City chapter president. That's a long-ass title. Sean Riddle yeah. wants to ask you something. Sean Thanks, Riddle. Mike. Sean's the one who gives me the bar up here. So okay, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, you take care of Sean ask whatever he wants. Um, no, I just wanted to ask you about, uh, for some of the listeners, about yeah. the documentary. Because yeah. I was looking it up. Am I going to have to go down to Miami in March and that's the only way? No, no, it's getting have some close. people pirating it? Yeah, we get. Yeah, I, nah, I hope not. They're, they're doing that bootleg <laughs> no, shit. No, no, don't have me no, get my, no, don't have me get my not. wolves from left rack on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't get my wolves from left rack with that bootleg stuff. <laughs> telling you. Nah, nah, man. But nah, you got to go. No, you, you can go to Miami, but. It's going to take time because we're we just working with a distributor. It's going to take time to get everything, you know, um, business-like together. But the fe- it's going to hit festivals, you know, yeah. a few festivals. But the 3rd to the 12th, March 3rd to the 12th, it's in Miami Film Festival. So um, it's, it's great reviews. It's, it's great um, because, like I said, again, it's not just total basketball. It's like really – some things about me that a lot of people didn't know, and then I'm just being I'm being real, but it's done in a classier way, if I must say. Some you know, it's, it's being real. Because we're at a time now where we don't even really have DVDs anymore. Yeah, I know. So it's gonna hit online streaming though. Yeah, my first, my right? director Jill Campbell is real tight with that because she knows she yeah. you know me, so she gotta be real tight with it. But I'm not sure. But like I said, Mike, staying, I'll stay in touch with you guys. And we'll work something out because we might do another screening for close friends and families here in New York. Maybe. Because you but, already had one. Yeah, I had one. And, Doc, and I want to also give a shout out to Doc NYC 2016 Film Festival. They did a hell of a job. Um, Survive Theater on 23rd. That, they, they, they held it there. I had like my first night, 450 people came out. It seat like 500. So it was sold out. It was a lot of love. And uh, I got a lot of reviews on it. And uh, and I'm going to tell you something. My doc is like, it's funny. It's funny. It's, it's sad. It, it's, it's just the whole roller coaster of life. And um, it's, been, and, uh, it's just me. You know what I mean? And uh, I call it, you know, I, I, I call it, I'll see it. 
Yeah, because you grew up in Briarwood. Er, I, uh, now, I ain't grew up in Briarwood. City. My, my lawyer's in, my school is in Briarwood. Okay. But uh, Left Rack City, right yeah. off the, you know, Left LIE Rack. over there, Rack. was a great neighborhood, real convenient, by Queen Center Mall. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, you get you? Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, can you? I won't pirate it. We're not, oh, we're not going to be here. But listen, <laughs> when we finish up, we'll get Sean's information because Sean knows. Yeah. The alumni know, associate, he's going to. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he'll set up, that. believe me. He'll tell people to come here. They come here in a second for some okay. reason. I don't know why they listen to him. But listen to me. Your documentary, we can't wait to see. Yeah. He's going to set something up. You coming here and talking, it's, this is what's funny. Before, maybe like two years ago, before I did this podcast, I'd fanboy out like, oh, shit, that's so-and-so. Yeah. Now I sit across from you, Felipe Lopez. Um, David Robinson, wow. all these players. Sometimes I don't know if your kids know you. I like New York royalty, yeah. and to sit here and talk to you, talk about basketball, and just yeah. drop players' names and Tiny's name, LeBron. It's just for me, it's an absolute pleasure, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, and obviously I'll hook you up more New York stuff, man. Yeah, Mike, man, thank you. It's a pleasure, man. Pleasure, my man. Thank my you man. so much, man. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get pet essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.